This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast, sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast is also sponsored by Visit Bemidji and Grant Haven Campground. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's Playground. But first... If you love the outdoors and are looking for ways to align your education with future employment in the trades, Northwest Technical College in Bemidji is for you. Explore state-of-the-art technical education in six career paths, automotive, building trades, business, health, child care, and manufacturing technology, all in the heart of Minnesota's Northwoods, surrounded by more than 400 lakes and, of course, limitless forests. The shortest path to your dream job and a good bite is at NTC, Bemidji's Technical College. Learn more today. Visit ntcmn.edu. I got my fishing pool keys, tackle box in my hand. Gonna cast a few lines with my toes in the sand. Pulling in the big catch makes me feel like a man. But the wife, she just don't understand. I love wildlife, perch, trout, and bass. And if you don't like fishing, you can kiss my mercury right in the bank. Cause the fishes all tremble at the thought of me Cause I'm fishing Bobbunyan country Coming up today, we meet Rick Brusowitz. He's the fishery supervisor out of the Aitken office talking about a very big project they have going on on Big Sandy Lake. And Will Pappenfuss is in to tell us about Bemidji area fishing on a fairly cold weekend. Plus, he survives a fast five. It's all coming up next. When planning your trip up north, plan to park your RV or camper at the spacious Grand Haven RV Campground in Bemidji. You'll be in the perfect area to ride ATV, fish, hunt, and hike. With free parking for your boats and trailers and located just off Highway 2 west of Bemidji, Grand Haven Campground is the center point for your next Northland adventure. Fish hundreds of surrounding lakes and cruising the miles and miles of the ATV trails northern Minnesota has to offer. Visit GrantHavenCampground.com and book your stay today. Well, today we're going to talk about one of the really premier waters in the Aiken area, and that is Big Sandy. Rick Brusowitz is the area fisheries supervisor of the Aiken area office. And uh, first of all, Rick, thanks for joining us. Hey, thank you, Kevin, for having me. I love to talk about these lakes in our area. We're going to get into the uh, the survey and the study that you're doing right now, but first uh, let's uh, let's meet you a little bit, Rick. Uh, where are you from, and how did you find your way to our neck of the woods? <laughs> well, um, I'm originally from uh, Appleton, Wisconsin, and uh, I, I, I got into the fisheries uh, uh, kind of late in my college career. After a couple of years of engineering, I decided to do something I was a little more interested in, okay. and and. Uh, uh, well, uh, my first job out of college was, was actually in uh, Aiken, Minnesota as a fisheries specialist, and I've stayed here ever since. There's not a lot of uh, you know career uh, fisheries professionals that can say the same thing. Um, often, you know, it requires moving and moving and moving, and I've been, uh, you know, lucky enough to, uh, to have been able to stay in, a, in, in the area people come to vacation in, right? Oh, yeah. Well, that's uh, that's an interesting point you bring up. I uh, many years ago we interviewed a guy for a, for a job here at the radio station. Ended up hiring him, and he was from uh, the Grand Forks area. And I asked why he was interested in the job. He said, "Well, I figured half of uh, Grand Forks comes to Bemidji every weekend, so I might as well just live here." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
That's a good one. Um, so, Rick, um, by the way, I, I've talked with Rick uh, on a number of uh, Lake of the Week interviews that we pre-recorded, and uh, despite the fact that he's a Packer guy, he seems like a really good guy. So there you go, Rick. <laughs> hey, like I said, once Packer fan, always a Packer there's, fan. There's nothing you can do about it, is there? Uh, no, there isn't. I mean, once, you, once, you, once you actually taste winning, it's kind of hard to go back. <laughs> okay, had to get that one in. Yeah, I mean, you you have a good excuse. I have no excuse other than I'm from Minnesota as to why I keep watching the Vikings every year. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, well, I told you before, I tried to be a Viking fan a couple of years ago when they were in contention. and Gosh, now I understand why it's so hard to be a Vikings fan. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about Big Sandy in a moment, but one more thing. Uh, just if you had to uh, elevator pitch the Aiken area as far as lakes and, and, and what we're going to find there, what would your elevator pitch be? Oh my gosh, diversity! Yeah. Um, you know, you can you can go out and fish trout one day, and go walleye fishing the next, and pan fishing the next, and and you know, fish some quality pike. I mean, you, you name it. And then and then you can hop on the Mississippi River for a, a drift uh, fishing day, or or you know, motoring around. I mean, you name it. Uh, the the opportunities for fishing in the area are just awesome. That's the really cool thing that you have uh, starting basically kind of in that Brainerd area, maybe a little bit north, is that ability to do the river fishing thing. You know, we got the Mississippi up here, but not really big enough at this up here to, to have a whole lot of fishing opportunities. Yeah, the the, the fishery here, I mean, it's, it's amazing. Uh, uh, between smallmouth bass, walleye, and catfish now, it's a, it's a pretty fabulous resource. Um, that because of all the lakes that that often gets overlooked. So, yeah. Well, one of those lakes is Big Sandy, and I, I would have to say, as I was taking a look as as best I could for, with the maps and the reports and things, uh, definitely has to be one of the premier lakes in the Aiken area. Oh, certainly. You know, I think it's over sixty five hundred acres with I don't know, like seventy miles of shoreline, wow. something like that, with tons of islands and long points and. And reefs and rock, deep rock reefs, you name it, um, the habitat is there, and, uh, and, and it's uh, you know, chock full of walleyes. So lots of fishing, obviously, I'm guessing, a lot of recreational boating as well, just a, a lake that is yeah. used. Yes, the, the recreational uh, um, uh, activities up on the lake are, are pretty immense as well as fishing. Well, Big Sandy is part of a, a, a large study that you guys are doing uh, along with the Army Corps of Engineers, and, and what are we what are we trying to figure out? Yeah, so the, the, between the Army Corps and uh, and the DNR and Iowa State University, we're working on uh, trying to figure out the movement of walleye in the lake, uh, uh, and, and the reason we're doing that is. Uh, basically kind of going backwards on, on our size structure. Why in the world can't we get uh, fish bigger? Mm. And uh, there and there's tons and tons of walleyes, but uh, not so many over, you know, 15, 16 inches. And, uh, and, and that's something we're trying to change. And even though we implemented regulation uh, back in 2011, I believe, um, to protect some of those bigger ones, uh, we just haven't been able to, uh, uh, to, to to build them up like we'd want. So one of our hypotheses is, is uh, because Big Sandy is a, actually a reservoir on the uh, uh, on the Sandy River system, 
um, but uh, it 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 only about a mile or so before it dumps and empties into the Mississippi River. But that that dam um, is a barrier for fish coming back up, and at the same time, it also allows fish to go downstream. And uh, uh, one of our researchers, uh, uh, um, uh, our pro- professor uh, Mike Weber from uh, uh, Iowa State. Uh, has done some work on other reservoirs where he's seeing a very high escapement rate on on walleye. And so that was something that we were trying to figure out. Now, uh, in order to do that, we we started uh, a a big study with uh, the Corps in Iowa uh, looking at fish movement using uh, acoustical tagging as well as external fish tagging. And uh, we're, we're in the midst of that right now. So uh, I've actually interviewed some people about acoustical tagging in the past, but for those who aren't familiar, what what does that mean? Oh, that, this is cool. So we we have uh, they're they're small tags, and we actually surgically implant them in the body of the fish, and these tags ping. They send out a a sound that then is heard by. Uh, receivers uh, that we have throughout the the system, and those receivers are hydrophones. Um, pick up those those contacts and record them uh, for later evaluation. And uh, a couple times a year, we'll go through and retrieve those hydrophones and and download all the data, and then and then and then we give it to the graduate students at Iowa State to. To figure it all out. And how many years is this study going on? Well, this will be, um, we, we first implanted tags in the fall of 2020. So uh, this will be the second spring that we're operating now. Um, and uh, you know, un- unfortunately, with the drought last year, we didn't have very good conditions to see much for, uh, for escapement. Um, we did see some of our external tags. So along with the a couple hundred uh, uh, acoustical tag fish that we'll have uh, by the end of the study. We also are tagging fish externally with uh, with numbered tags that anglers will see and can report uh, through our uh, uh, DNR tag reporting service. A big study on Big Sandy. Rick Brusewitz, the Aitken Area Fisheries Supervisor with the details. We have a lot more to cover on the study and on Big Sandy in general later on in the show. But up next, Will Pappenfuss was on the water this weekend fishing the Gary Newell Tournament. We'll find out how he did and how the bite's been in general in the Bemidji area next. Hi, this is Toby Kavalevog of Leisure Outdoor Adventures. Welcome to Fishing Paul Bunyan Country. This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast, sponsored in part by Bemidji State University. You can pursue your passions with a world-class education in the heart of Minnesota's Northwoods. The drive to acquire deeper knowledge and develop greater wisdom is already in your nature. So join us on the shores of Lake Bemidji. Minnesota's premier Northwoods University can help you make the world a better place than you found it. Learn more at BemidjiState.edu and schedule a tour today. BemidjiState.edu. 
Well, checking in with Will Pappenfuss of uh, Northwoods Bait and Tackle and also iCrazy Guide Service. Will, you were in the uh, Gary Newell tournament on Saturday. What a lovely day to go fishing. Yeah, exactly. You know, we uh, got a little taste of March and May again. <laughs> and, you know, it uh, threw us off for a little loop, but the uh, guys definitely found some fish out there and definitely showed Lake Bemidji what she can offer. How'd you do out there that day? Um, You know, not the greatest for me. Um, you know, it always seems on tournament day or any time it counts that the fish seem to elude me. So it wasn't great for us, but uh, some of the guys got into them pretty good. So it's just, you know, it's got our teeth kicked in a little bit, so I'm going to have to put the dentures in until the next derby out here. So. <laughs> well, was it just no fish or just not the right fish? Just not the right fish. I mean, the fish still seem to bite pretty good. They just kind of kind of evaded everywhere that we had found them a the couple days before and just kind of threw us a threw us a loop but other guys they must have uh, found them because they all went over to where they were so so what did you hear from the guys that were catching the the right size ones was it jig and minnow for everybody or were there some different presentations out there oh uh, there's a couple different ones i think most guys were rigging bigger minnows creek chubs sucker minnows and even rigging shiners uh, the jig bite was pretty good in the morning right away then it seemed to die off a little bit till the afternoon and that kind of picked up again but guys who were rigging leeches or just rigging mostly just kind of because the water was a little bit colder and they just wanted it a little bit slower um is and i'm sure it's still pretty much a shallow bite as well yeah anywhere kind of from six to twelve feet mostly is what i heard you know once you get a few boats up shallow and they get pressured a little bit they like to slide off the brake more and you'll find them out in you know 12 to 20 feet even too so so who who won the tournament this year mike amble and paul schumer ended up winning there again for the back-to-back years wow repeat champions good for them yeah they uh they definitely kicked all our teeth in again (laughs) that they're one of the best teams out here so well besides lake bemidji i'm guessing everything you're hearing from most lakes is jig and minnow shallow i mean i don't think that's a that's a real shock this time of year no you can pretty much get away with you know jigging pretty much any minnow you want Uh, you might have a little advantage with spot tails if you can find them um, but uh, after this weekend, with it cooling the water back down 5 to even 10 degrees in some spots, it's going to be a jig bite here for, I think, a couple more weeks. What's your favorite presentation? Is that, what, what do you like when you have the option of choosing a few different ones? Uh, for bigger fish, you know, I, I like to rig. I grew up rigging most of the time. But uh, the jig bite is definitely a lot easier when you can just grab a minnow right out of the bucket, throw it on your jig, and throw it out. and You can drive around and keep pitching that fish so you don't just have to stay in one spot and keep rigging through them. So it's kind of nice just to hop around and keep hitting pods of fish with the jig and minnow as long as you can. What are the hot lakes that you're hearing? Uh, Plantagenet's been pretty good. Uh, Red Lake's just been on fire for everybody that I've talked to. Uh, Lake Bemidji still has been good out here. Cass is starting to get a little bit better, and Leech Lake's also been pretty good. Well, yeah, I I mean, uh, Cass Lake is always the one that comes latest in that chain. It usually starts up in Kitchy, and then Andruja's good early. Um, so I'm expecting cast to really be uh, very, very good uh, a couple weeks down the road. Yeah, with it being super clear, the water takes a little bit to warm up, and then takes a bit for those fish to come back down out of the channels. But once it starts getting warm, it starts to be one of the best lakes around, for sure. Have you heard anything from anybody up uh, way north, Lake of the Woods or Rainy? Uh, I've seen some nice fish getting caught out in front of Pine Island out on Lake of the Woods, finally. 
Uh, the water was a little dirty right away with the high current and everything, but it seems to be picking up here the last couple of days. Yeah, Red Lake uh, had a great opening weekend, and it's still going. And I expect that, uh, you know, with the lack of pressure this winter on, on really all lakes um, compared to, to most years, um, there's a lot of fish in the water. So I would think we're going to see some good catches all year long. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be good once, as long as the water stays cool here the next few weeks. And the guys will be catching fish for a while here, yeah. So you, you're in the biz, and, and you work in at Northwoods. Uh, any new toys out there you're seeing that you really like? Uh, the Northland deep bee jigs have uh, really been popping off the shelves here the last couple of weeks. Um, the hook's pretty sharp. It's got a good wire on it, especially if you want to use smaller minnows that works, shiners that works great. That's the best all-around jig I've seen here so far this spring. And uh, this is a, an all-weather jig, or does it work particularly well in certain types of weather conditions or certain times of the year? Um, all around, it just kind of depends what your jig cadence is. If the water's a little cooler, I'd probably be working a little bit slower. But once the water warms up, you can pop it pretty good, and especially around weeds or rocks. It works really good in the rocks and doesn't get as snagged up as some of the other jigs have. So it's pretty good all-around jig to have in your arsenal. You know, most anglers love to get out there when the fishing season starts just because they've been waiting so long. But in general, what's your favorite time of year to catch fish? Um, my favorite year would probably be from now till probably about the end of June. Fish they're feeding at their hungriest, so their metabolism is the highest, you know, around that 58 to 65 degree mark, and that's probably be, be my favorite time. I, uh, You know, that seems to be a lot of people's favorite time. The weather tends to be near perfect. Um, there's a few different ways to catch fish. It's pleasant to be out on the boat. It, it is a really good time to be out there. Yeah, exactly. It's, you know, T-shirt weather or maybe a sweatshirt weather in the morning, and it's just tough to beat. All right. Well, uh, iCrazy Guide Service, Where do you? what, what lakes do you cover? Uh, we cover... Down in Mille Lacs, we cover Cass, Leach, Bemidji area, pretty much all around the, the Midwest up there, I should say, mid-northern state up here. So, yeah, wherever people want to fish, you'll take them. Exactly. Um, and, and you guys are pretty much walleye-based? Yep, for sure. We do a little bit of smallmouth down in Mille Lacs and stuff like that, too, but mostly walleye-based. Well, I know that uh, that you know that walleye is our our fish, the king still, and uh, I think it's it's great that we got off to a good start with walleye this year. It was kind of a uh, up and down year last year, but I think this year again because of maybe a lack of of uh, pressure in the winter. I just think it's going to be a good walleye season. Yeah, exactly. We're we've seen a lot of those twelve to fifteen inches this year, especially on Lake Bemidji and. A lot of those fish made it through the winter, and I think it's going to be definitely a good summer here. Have you heard anything from the folks over on Winnie? I know they've got a lot of perfect-sized fish now. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good reports there lately. Fish are dumping out of the out of cut foot now, and it's going to be a great season over there, I know. Guys have been just throwing a jig in the shiner or a jig in the fathead and just wailing on them, so... Well, it looks like it's going to warm up and be a little bit better a week to go fishing, and we got a long holiday weekend, maybe an extra day of fishing for some folks next weekend. Uh, what should they start with, and what sh- and where should where should they be starting? Uh, I definitely still have a jig and a shiner, or a jig and a fatted, or a rainbow, or a sucker minnow, anything a little bit bigger than your crappie minnow will work just fine. Otherwise, I still have some leeches in my bait cooler just in case. It's a little slurry throw it on a bobber in the evenings even or even during the day they're kind of starting to you know that the water's creeping up into the 50s again um otherwise than that i'd have crankbaits if you want to troll after dark uh, guys are still cracking those up shallow on the sand and anywhere from four to 
10 feet of water or so. But it sounds like everything's been good around the area, and it's looking to be a good weekend again here, and you guys should be happy. And it looks like we find, we, we did indeed, there was a lot of concern, but we did indeed get shiners, and it seems like we've uh, everybody's gotten shiners that needs them, so that's a good sign too. Yeah, exactly, especially here at the shop. You know, it's, everybody was worried that we were going to have ice and, you know, we weren't going to have shiners, and it was just kind of one of those deals where it's like, well, it's day-to-day right now, and, you know, warm weather, it's going to turn. It's, it's going to have to turn. It always seems to just pull out in time anyways. We've only, I've only seen probably maybe one year where it was frozen, at least for opener, but then it went out the next day. But it always seems to find a way to knock the ice out, and we did have shiners just in time for opener. We probably got them the day before, <laughs> and uh, it uh, was hectic around here, so. All right. Well, hey, are you familiar with the Fast Five, Will? Uh, I am. Okay. Are you ready for your first Fast Five? I'm ready. Okay. Here we go. We're going to learn a little bit about Will Pappenfuss today. Fast Five. 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 Question number one. What is your favorite fish to catch? Walleye. Not surprised. <laughs> Question number two. What is your favorite fish to eat? Booga. Besides fishing and hunting, what's your favorite sport? Baseball. <laughs> All right, were you were you a baseball player? I was for a little bit, yeah. Uh, when it comes to fishing, hard water or soft water? Soft water. There's only one person who's answered hard water, and I think it'll be the only one that ever does. I hope so. It's bro. All right. <laughs> Final question. What is your favorite pop? Mountain Dew. I kind of felt you were a Mountain Dew guy. I don't get to drink it a lot, but when I do, I sure do enjoy it. <laughs> All right, Will, listen, if uh, people want to get on the water and have uh, you guide them through iCrazy Guide Service, how can they make that happen? Um, they can look us up on Facebook at iCrazy Guide Service or give me a call at 218-444-2248 here at the shop or give me a call on my cell phone at 320-360-5333. Will Pappenfuss of iCrazy Guide Service joining us. Will, thanks for your time today. Yep, thanks, Jeff. Up next, we head back to the Aitken area and check in on Big Sandy with Rick Rusewitz, the area fishery supervisor. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Hi, this is Dick Beardsley, Bemidji Area Fishing Guide. I'd like to invite you to come to our beautiful town of Bemidji. We've got over 400 lakes in our area teeming with walleye, pike, muskie, bass, and panfish. We're the gateway to the Chippewa National Forest. We've got miles upon miles of biking and hiking trails. Paul Bunyan and Babe the Blue Ox. Fine shops and eateries in downtown Bemidji. Headwaters of the mighty Mississippi at Itasca State Park. Beautiful resorts, hotels, and bed and breakfasts. Visit Bemidji one step further. Rick Brusowitz is the Area Fishery Supervisor out of the Aitken Fisheries Office. We are talking with him about Big Sandy, one of the premier waters in that area, and a big walleye movement study they're conducting right now. Anything you saw preliminarily that you found uh, surprising? Well, yeah, now that you mention it, um, (laughs) uh, yeah. So we we tagged about 3,000 fish in the lake itself, uh, well, lake and the upper uh, spawning areas of the Sandy River. But then we tagged a, a couple hundred fish just below the dam. Matter of fact, less than that, maybe around 100 fish right below the dam. And the, the number of returns on those fish below the dam 
um, was uh, basically as high as in the lake, which is really unusual because those are fish that would be would be harvested by anglers on the Mississippi River okay. or the or the short stretch of Sandy River, and that rate of return is pretty darn high uh, relative to what I would expect it. Um, which indicates we we have more pressure on the river than I than I really would have thought. Now the the, the other part that's really interesting is the range of recoveries. So anglers have reported tags from north of Jacobson all the way down to Rice Lake and Brainerd, um, uh, up the Pine River, uh, up the Willow River, at the Rice River, uh, all throughout our our area have we seen uh, tags reported by anglers just from this handful of fish that we tag below the below the dam. So uh, those fish are scooting all over the place. You know, the, the reach of the Mississippi River between uh, Grand Rapids and Brainerd is the longest reach uh, of undammed Mississippi River in the upper Mississippi. Okay. That's, something to, that, that, that's pretty relatively unusual uh, for our day and age anyway. So, But anyway, these fish, uh, and, and we, we did see some fish that were actually made it past up past the dam during the super, super high water uh, period we saw in the spring of last year. That's the other interesting thing, is that at certain times of the year, the Mississippi gets so high that the water can, you know, either back up or uh, uh, be a, a low enough flow uh, and, and low enough velocity that fish can then travel back up uh, through the dam. And we did make some observations on that as well. They're basically, they're world travelers. I, uh, so it appears, um, you know, there's, then there's, well, you know, and the other, one other thing that we noted last year was there appear to be two different genetic strains of fish in the lake. And, uh, that's of interest to us as well. Uh, one, one strain that, that seems to be the Sandy river, you know, upstream Sandy river, Lake Minnewawa type, uh, population. And then, uh, and then a population that's, uh, that, that's, you know, mainly spawning in the lake itself. So um, how many years are you going to be observing? Um, we'll be, uh, uh, I think, it, it was it was planned to make this the last tagging event this spring. Okay. However, um, because of that super low water, I've been trying to get an amendment in our agreement with the Corps to get some more tags and, and put them in in the fall again so we have one more fall and spring. But the plan is to, to record information and follow these fish through, I believe, through 2023 or 2024. Uh, top of my head, I can't remember anymore. Okay. Um, and then, um, then we have all the, uh, uh, all the guys who, who know how to do these things crunch the numbers and figure out what's going on? Well, that's exactly it. The bottom line is we want to know how many fish are leaving the lake. And if there's anything we can then do about it, if that number is excessive, if the numbers are not excessive, then there's something else within our management that that we may need to or, or want to change. Okay. So you know things hinge on this study how we would continue to manage the lake for walleye. So the the theory or one of the theories would be they're leaving and not coming back. Uh, so when they get to right. good catchable, you know, the, the real good catchable size, they're they're already long gone. Yeah, yeah. The, the, and, and, you know, what can we do? Well, maybe there's some uh, uh, 
change in, in how the water gets released at the dam or timing of that uh, release or things like that that could mitigate those losses or, or maybe minimize them. Um, we don't, we, uh, and again, we don't know where we are with that uh, at this point in time. That's something that we're trying to figure out. That's what's always I find so interesting is just how complex all these ecosystems are, and and it's not just there's just fish in a lake. There's a lot going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, one other thing about this system is is that that's really awesome. Is that this is all from natural reproduction. Um, so these fish have have distinct spawning areas, and uh, the shoreline on Big Sandy is just awesome from the from that perspective this you know it's a bigger lake so it gets nice and and and, and wave washed and uh, uh rocks get cleared out in the spring from the ice and all that kind of good stuff so the habitat is there as long as we maintain that habitat those fish will stay we just want to we just want to improve the fishery so we can catch a few more fish over 15 inches sure okay um and so uh Anglers that might be on uh, Big Sandy or in those uh, area river uh, waterways, um, be on alert for for potential tags and be ready to report them. Absolutely, boy, we really and we'll have a creel clerk uh, uh, on the lake as well this summer again. And uh, so uh, you know, don't be surprised if a DNR boat pulls up to you and just asks you a handful of questions. Um, so one and one of the questions we're going to ask is, did you catch any tagged fish? So yes. I really enjoy doing interviews like this and, and learning these things that the DNR and, and other entities are, are doing and trying to figure out. Uh, I, I could never do that, and I don't understand it all, but I just always have been fascinated by by the way, you know, it, it's – they always talk about, you know, the duck looks like he's just floating along and all that churning going on under the water. That's going on everywhere for everything living under the water. Right. Right, absolutely. You know, out of sight, out of mind for most people, and uh, you know, we're trying to uh, you know interpret what we see and what we observed on our surveys, and uh, and put some uh, put some logic to it. All right. Anything uh, anything else we should cover before we wrap it up? Oh, I think we're good. I think uh, you know a, a big thank you to the the Army Corps for uh, for helping us. You know, uh, fund this and and for. For Iowa State, that uh, you know, provided our, our graduate student uh, to uh, get involved in this as well. So, this has uh, been an awesome experience for me, and and uh, I'm, I'm excited for the next venture, whatever that might be. He's Rick Brusewitz. He's the area fishery supervisor out of the Aiken area, talking Big Sandy Lake with us, and their their big study they've got going on uh, for uh, at least one more year, uh, maybe more. Rick, we appreciate the time today. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you very much, Kevin. Hey, you have a great day, too. And that is it for today. I'm Kev Jackson. As always, thank you for taking time to listen to the show and spend some time with us. We've got great shows lined up for this week, so keep checking in. This has been the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast, sponsored by Visit Bemidji and Grand Haven Campground. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast is also sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. And don't forget, you can listen to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country on KB101 FM and KBUN Sports Radio 104.5 weekdays, as well as Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Saturday mornings on KBUN Sports Radio 104.5, B93.3 in Brainerd Baxter, and Kick FM in Alexandria.
Hey, Nissan, how do you get to the top? Calculating. Proceed to 1959. Take a hard left in East Africa at the 71 Safari Rally. Veer right for 19 off-road championships in the Baja Desert. Proceed towards Moab. Take the trail to Hell's Revenge. Include steep incline. Continue for the next million miles. Um, where to first again? 60 years, millions of miles, and the capability to take you anywhere. This is the new Nissan.